Happy Tuesday, everybody. You're back inside the lab for the next episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, one in which we're taking a look at what is going on with Valerie Nachushkin. And of course, the hot topic of the week is Nathan McKinnon, the top fantasy hockey piece in the NHL. We're going to break it all down, including a little look at Steel and I's teams. Happy Tuesday. Let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to your daily source for fantasy hockey news and bold, spicy gambling takes, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele, wrote in and on this side of the microphone. It's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, holding down the Buffalo Bills Mafia Nation. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On. For 20 bucks off your first purchase. My friend, Steele, my co-host, we got a lot to talk about. And as much as I am fired up for obvious reasons for the NFL, a player entering the player assistance program is no laughing matter. We look at these players like they are, for us, fantasy pieces, but they're obviously human beings as well. Valerie Nachushkin is on a really good season right now, and that might be the more important reason why we're going to talk about him dealing with some off-ice issues. He's going to be not playing for an indefinite period of time. Quickly touch on that, Steel. Meat and potatoes. You just got to see Nathan McKinnon live in color. Need your take on this. You have some vibes, perhaps that are a bit spicy, but let's talk about it. Nathan McKinnon, the top fantasy piece in the NHL. Little touch on our hockey teams, fantasy-wise, and of course, Tuesday's bets. Let's go, Steel. Right over to you, brother. What do you think about this Nishushkin situation? Because look, we're not going to speculate. Let's go on what we know. We know this is a player that has dealt with multiple off-ice situations that don't exactly make him look so good. But on the ice, he's been cooking. What are your takes on this situation? Well, it's obviously a rough time for any fantasy GMs out there who have uh, Valeri Natushkin in their lineup. Uh, again, g- getting closer and closer to the playoff time. So we don't know how long he's going to be out for, and this could be crucial for them as he's a point-per-game player right now. He's right. playing on one of the best teams, Colorado Avalanche, playing with some of the best players mm-hmm. who we're going to talk about shortly in Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, uh, Miko Rantanen, all those guys on the Colorado Avalanche. So when you have a player mm-hmm. who has 22 goals, 42 points in 40 games point per game player likes to shoot the puck. He's got a 17.2 shooting percentage. He's a little bit physical out there. Penalty minutes are a little bit down as well, but you know, that's not part of his game. You're really looking for the goals, the points, the shots and the physicality that he brings. And like I said, this is, this is the, you know, you got to do what's best for yourself. And, you know, entering the NHL players assistance program is what he needs to do because we know uh, a lot of stories that have come out with this player, over the last year and a half, especially what happened in, uh, in Seattle that in that one uh, road game. But as a, as a fantasy player and as fantasy GM who has this player, you're in a tough position because you're losing one of your best players right now. 
uh, in Nachushkin, in again, 42 mm. points in 40 games. So it's it's a tough position as we get closer and closer to playoff time. You're trying to make a playoff spot and you want to have him for the playoffs so mm. you can really uh, – so he can really bring uh, – you know, a key part to your success in the postseason in fantasy leagues. There's the obvious concern for the Colorado Avalanche, a team that, of course, lots to like steel. We know that they're going to be a threat for the cup just based on the player that we're going to talk about in a few minutes in Nathan McKinnon. I don't even think many things other need to be said about this team when you have a player cooking and playing at his level. That's number one. And then you add into the mix, obviously, the other players, Taze, Makar, Rantanen, and others. Anyway. It's about the fantasy side of this. Nachushkin was just really starting to cook in a very big way, replacing a guy who's put up 22 goals and 42 points in 40 games at this point in the season is just not going to happen. You're going to have to basically do a band-aid situation and get lucky. That's why we're going to break down a whole bunch of options for you on another Monday episode of all the top waiver wire targets you need. But just very quickly with replacing him, this is the toughest part about this situation, Steele. And hit me with your take on this before we move on very quickly. It's not an injury. It's not a suspension. He's entering the player assistance program. This is not something we can predict when he's going to come back. And when he does come back, what kind of shape is he in? Do they have to work him back in? This becomes a very precarious situation for fantasy GMs, especially in striking distance of still winning money. Because do you use an IR spot? Do you drop him outright? I wish I had a straight-up answer right now today. But considering the article on NHL.com and Colorado Avalanche feeds on this situation, Steele was about 90 words and two paragraphs. Something tells me this might be a developing story, one in which might not go so good. For Nichushian, not going to speculate. Hit me with your next topic. I kind of forget what we were going to talk about. Hit me with the next one, though. It's been a bit of a Bills ride today. <laughs> Buffalo Bills getting it done against... Uh, uh, Buffalo Bills for now. Done right now. Josh Allen absolutely killing it against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. But let's continue with the Colorado Avalanche. Nathan McKinnon, um, absolutely. In my opinion, and it might be a little bit of a bull take. You know, oh, go off going a little bit too far. But at this point in the season, you know, we we owe, the last three to four years. Actually, since Connor McDavid's come into the league, we've all been mesmerized by this by this uh, player's ability to play at the NHL level and even exceed that at some times. Mm-hmm. We don't talk enough about how Nathan McKinnon is on the same level or even sometimes greater than Connor McDavid at this point. I just got okay. the chance to watch uh, yep. Nathan McKinnon play against the talk Toronto Maple it. Leafs. It's absolutely mesmerizing, absolutely mm-hmm. incredible to watch his speed, mm-hmm. his footwork, and stick handling all at the same time. I know yeah. Connor McDavid does the exact same stuff, but when you bring in the caliber of you know what he does all around the ice in the defensive zone, in the offensive zone, taking one timers, playmaking, stick handling, making defenders look silly out there. The edge work, the speed again. The speed is what really, uh, uh, really blew me away in that game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Every single time he stepped onto the ice, he was blowing past every single mm. player, creating plays out there, and he had a two point or three point night, I believe. And I was there at the game with my dad and just his his reactions as well, just watching him. He didn't even realize how good Nathan McKinnon was. So, yeah. you know, overall in the NHL, I think he's right there or even beyond, just a little bit beyond Connor McDavid, at, you know, at, at this point in the season. Fantasy-wise, mm-hmm. I think he's obviously better than Connor McDavid yeah. this year because yeah. Connor McDavid started yes. real, real slow. And yes. You go to check the stats, uh, it's a right? fact. Yeah. It's a fact. Fantasy, fantasy-wise, that's clear. I think Nathan McKinnon's up there, but – you can even talk about Nikita Kucherov and what he's doing in of Tampa course. Bay, 72 points in 43 games. 
McKinnon is right behind him, 69 points in 43 games, so he's not far off. He actually yeah. leads the uh, NHL with the most assists so far, 46 assists from Nathan McKinnon. We don't really talk about his playmaking ability as much as we should, Ooh. but from what I saw – to me, Nathan McKinnon is the best fantasy asset right now. He's also right. the best NHL player from what, I've, from what I've seen. I like this conversation because also we're going to talk about it in a very clear-cut angle. It's right now. And we're also going to talk about fantasy and on the ice as something that have to be looked at differently. And we've brought this topic up multiple times. Connor McDavid, to me, I've actually been lucky enough to watch both of these players live. And I Same. think you have as well, Steele. Yeah. So... I don't know if you remember that game against and now we're going to just regale a few stories here old school. Connor McDavid undressed Morgan Riley a couple yep. of years ago. Yeah. In an absolute unreal fashion in about five feet of ice to work with. And I went, okay, I think we need to maybe start paying attention about Connor McDavid, about not just the best player of this generation, as the best player ever. We're not going to yeah. talk about records or Gretzky or anything. Just about his ability on the ice. I'm going to come back full circle. I'm telling you, I'm not rambling. Nathan McKinnon, just being able to put himself in this conversation after what I've seen from him now on the ice, you were there. You saw it. You got my brain thinking. The angle about his fantasy value, I'm not going to argue. To me, it's still Connor McDavid, but I have a feeling, and this is what I'll leave it at this, these two teams might have to go through each other. <laughs> sooner than later and that's when i want to decide this conversation because both of these players are elite nathan mckinnon is a bit of a freight train that's how yeah. i de describe his game Connor mcdavid more of a magician a bit more silky are they different for sure are they equally as good i think it's still edged to Connor mcdavid i hope we're going to be able to see this play out in postseason action, which I believe it will sooner than later, Steel. Sooner than later, we're going to talk about our fantasy team so far. A couple of general thoughts halfway through the NHL season and Tuesday's bets. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Make sure you're checking out the Game Time app because you never want to be stressed out buying tickets for your favorite event. Make sure you're checking out the Game Time app, Steel and I's favorite way to buy tickets for our favorite events, theater comedy, sports, music, you name it, everything in your area, good deals, greatest prices, and an app that's super easy to use. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for 20 bucks off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue going on YouTube and subscribe to the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. They're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. They've been open on YouTube now for over a month. Continue to go to their channel. Subscribe to the first ever uh, national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And we appreciate all that love and support you show this channel right here, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Subscribe, follow, and leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us Monday through mm -hmm. Friday. 
Let's get into something that we haven't talked about for a while, though. Our fantasy leagues, the fan locked on fantasy Ugh. hockey listener league. It's been pretty bad for you Ugh. and I. You know, we we come on here, we say we're the gurus of the fantasy hockey world, <laughs> and it hasn't been the case right now in these two leagues. You and I have been right beside each other at number 11 and number 12 in both the casual and competitive <laughs> league. I'll talk to you. I'll throw it over to you Look. first. What do you think's gone wrong for us or specifically yourself well, so far? Yeah. And do you think that we'll be able to turn it around in time come playoffs? Well, I just also need to throw another fantasy guru under the bus in Blake Creamer, who is actually <laughs> under both of us in our league. So whatever you want to say. My bad apples and genos, but I don't care. Men's are out here on a ruthless tip right now. Hashtag Josh Allen. But look, Steel, one of the reasons straight up, and it sounds like a cop-out, doing these drafts live on air with our fans and interacting. And I know this year we didn't actually record our drafts, but I just think for me there's far too many actions going on, too many chirps and too much going on the line for me. That's a cop-out. But number two, excuse me, it's one of those things that I actually preach to people that I don't listen to myself. I get caught up in my personal life. I get busy. I forget. I don't take a look at my team and I don't do exactly what I ask people out there to do. Set your rosters ahead of time. Do your bit of research. And, you know, I usually do that. The last couple of weeks I've just slapped. It's no excuse. Right now you and I are in trouble. Do I think we can turn it around? Yes, it's going to have to be very special. But also, that's what fantasy hockey is about. And that's what gambling is about. And as much as we come on here and give advice, we're betting on human beings. We're halfway through. Anything can happen. I'm buying into it. How are you feeling? Because I would say other than my complacency, I would just say I got a little bit unlucky with injuries, but that's not something you can predict too much. But that's something you've talked about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, that's something you always have to take into consideration when doing your drafts. You know, for me personally in both, uh, especially the competitive league, um, definitely made some poor draft decisions. You know, it all started in the sixth round when I took Johnny Goudreau right after him. I, uh, or uh, in the eighth round, I took Devin Levi and that just kind of derailed myself, especially in this competitive league where just a couple of poor picks and those those players really yeah, me stand too. out. Like I said, Johnny Goudreau, Devin Levi, uh, Jake DeBrusque, mm -hmm. Anders Lee was really bad. Hampus Lindholm was not producing. And then also, mm -hmm. again, be, uh, what I've really noticed this season is after – all the conversations you and I have had about goaltenders with Amato and everyone yeah, no, else let's talk about this. this I did a very poor job drafting goaltenders. And what I've noticed this year, especially in every, in three out of four of my leagues, mm. if you don't have great goaltending in fantasy leagues, you're not going to be winning fantasy hockey leagues. That's a big thing that I've noticed here. You don't obviously Thank we you. talk about not drafting goaltenders in the first two. Rounds. I'm not feeling that you, strategy. You, I don't, I'm not feeling that strategy as well. I still like to pick mine in the third, but waiting to pick my first goaltender in the eighth round really hurt me. Mm. And what I've noticed in all three mm. of my leagues yeah. is if you don't have good goaltending, you're pretty much losing on a weekly basis because you're losing four categories right there and right then in goals against average state percentage shutouts and wins. That really hurt me as well, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different cop out mm. uh, than Thank what you. you said. Love it. My cop out for a lot of these leagues <laughs> that I've been um, just unlucky weekly schedules. I have, I've had so far. That's, been that's very, a good cop out. It's a great cop out because yeah. I've just had really bad weekly <laughs> matchups and just got the worst schedule possible. And I want to mm. use my other fantasy league as an example for the longest time I was in the, uh, I think I was 12th or uh, 12th or 11th for like the first two or two and a half months. 
even though I was top four in goals, top three in assists, uh, top, I was actually first in plus minus. I was top four in uh, uh, game-winning goals. I was first in shots on goal. I was top four or five or first in seven out of the forward categories that we were had, and I was still 11th because I just had an unlucky schedule. And I've even talked to uh, one of my friends about this as well as who he's, he's in a different league uh, mm. with his friends. And it's the same thing with him. He's got an unbelievable team, just an unlucky weekly schedule that he got put on uh, at the beginning of the season. So that's my cop out of the, uh, uh, you know, my cop out, uh, my reasoning for my poor display of a uh, fantasy hockey league this year, but also to bring it back to uh, an actual legitimate reason Poor Please. management as well as poor uh, draft decisions, like I said. Just drafting a, a lot of young guys that mm. I had a lot of faith in coming into this year, guys who I thought would have bounce back and just really haven't done so. Example, Johnny Goudreau, who uh, has just been very bad for Columbus, I think, uh, as well as a few other players as well. But w- the one takeaway I'm taking from this yeah, is the goaltending. Me. It is the goaltending. I agree. If you don't I have agree. strong goaltending or at least one starting goaltender in the competitive league, I had to trade both goaltenders. I didn't mm-hmm. have Linus Allmark or Carter. And Hall actually, I would say you were pretty for, fortuitous in getting that done at the I start. Was, you yeah. may have been way more behind the eight ball than perhaps you are now. I, I, I had I, I had Devin Levi and John Gibson as my two goaltenders by the end of the draft. I now I, I had Carter Hart and Linus Allmark by the uh, beginning of uh, at least the beginning of November or mm-hmm. midway through November. So it, to me, that's the one takeaway I'm taking from this. Mm-hmm. I still agree that you don't want to take goaltending in at least the first two rounds, but after the second round, I'm taking my goaltender. I have to just wholeheartedly agree because also, <laughs> look, if you want to talk to someone about who has struggled and learned from those struggles in terms of goaltending, and you can back me up on this, we talk off air, we talk text, we talk every single day. <laughs> what do you hear from me other side from talking about the four or five young players I like, Seth Jarvish, hashtag. Anyway, it's goaltending. You can't yeah. press enough about, because look, you can always hit the waiver wire and get lucky, but getting lucky with the D-man, a little harder. Getting lucky with forwards, a little easier. Goaltending, it might not happen for you, and I have been the victim of it. So anyway, bring it all back together. Make sure you have your finger on the pulse. Our teams up and down so far stealing my keeper dynasty, though, doing pretty well out of 16 teams. I'm sliding up and down the other night. I was high as fifth. So we are a little bit knowing what we're talking about, which we will continue right around the break. Big time bets, baby. We have some winners for you. I'm confident. Hopefully you have some winners on my side. It is hey. a brutal start to the week, but we're going to have a positive attitude going Thank into you. Tuesday. Thank I need you to make Steve. some money back. But let's get into it. This episode is also brought to you by the Sleeper app. We are halfway through the season and the Colorado Avalanche are absolutely killing it in their division, in the the Central Division, trying to get to the top spot right now. Winnipeg Jets holding on. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, but it's not just hockey. You can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, CFB on Sleeper. They've got the group chat, team chat functionality that Flip and I really love to do. Entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do is pick on whether studs like Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Connor Hellebuck, if they will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, 
and more on a given game. To win a 100-time bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me locked on Fantasy Hockey fans. You can win a 100 times your money playing daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and location availability. And thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast. Your first listen every single day, continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, leave mm. a five-star review. Let us know what you think about this conversation with Nathan McKinnon. Is he the best fantasy asset out there to this point in the season? Or just is he number one ahead of Connor mm. McDavid? Mm. We're on opposite sides flip, but hopefully we're not on opposite sides for big time bets Ooh. where the money is made. I'm throwing it over to That's you exactly. because I need to listen to you and what your yeah what your strategy is because mm. my strategy is just not working. doesn't seem like whatever I pick I'm winning right now. So I'm throwing it over to you. What's your bets for uh, Tuesday night? What I would actually say to you on that front steel. And in all honesty, I know like we throw a lot of things out here on the show, just stick to what you were doing originally. Losing a bunch in a row is going to happen to any gambler. Even the pros in Vegas are going to go on cold streaks. That's why they're so excited about heaters. Everyone talks about heaters, Steel. It's the losses that you remember. And what I would say to you and other gamblers out there, losing changes your strategy. Losing, you know, almost jades you a bit to go, okay, I just need to bet this lock, this lock, and this lock. Or conversely, I'm just going to do 18 picks in a toonie and just go wild. So what I would implore everyone out there to do is just go back to your research, dial the bet back, and keep your bet number low if you're doing a parlay four or five legs max. And listen to your boy, Uncle Flip, <laughs> because my first big steal, I got a bone to pick with Willie Styles. And I'm going to say yes. it right now. Yes. Because maybe we save our take for the Toronto Maple Leafs in general. But hey, when you get paid in the nature that you got paid, then I understand. Up. He put up three assists against the San Jose Sharks. Whoop-dee-doo. I'm starting to get a little annoyed with the leadership of this Toronto Maple Leafs club because I am not going to be one of those people, Steel, that give them hate for the money they've earned because they've earned it. And people who throw it, oh, he doesn't deserve this, he doesn't deserve that. One, it's not your money. Two, check out the salary cap. And three, this is what these players get paid when they score these points. But Brad Treliving said he has to up his leadership game so when you get paid and the team is blowing leads left right and center and willie styles has zero points in three games steal this is where i'm gonna get fired up so nylander's gotta wake up matthews has to wake up when you get paid like this it is gonna come down to these four and i know this is toronto and i know people get on them but this is the situation that they have themselves in so Nylander gonna respond in a big way tonight against the Edmonton Oilers I hope you like that preamble steal because <laughs> mans are heated but in his career against the Winnipeg or Winnipeg Jets oh my goodness against the Edmonton Oilers he has uh, 21 points in 23 games something like that and a whole boatload of assists Willie Styles, anytime assist that's my first pick he needs to respond and so does this Maple Leafs team 
Yes, they do. Sorry, I thought you were going to continue no, some of those. Posts I there, I want to, but I just need to stop for a second. Completely I need to take a agree breath. with you and Willie uh, about Willie Styles. He gets paid. He hasn't really done much. That San Jose game doesn't really matter because of the Thank blowout you. again. And Thank just, you. It's the San Jose Sharks. He needs to be a lot better, and that's what I noticed in that game against the Colorado Avalanche. The top four guys just didn't show up to play. You had the bottom six, really. You know, Max Domi, Cali Yarn, Croak, Home mm. uh, Holmberg, all those guys. I completely agree. I, I really hope he does. It's going to be a tough task, obviously, going into Edmonton against this firing Edmonton Oilers squad right now. I'm going the opposite direction. Colorado Avalanche heading into the nation's capital, Ottawa Senators. Avalanche on the money line. I'm keeping it simple, like you said. It is a back-to-back. -back. They did play the Montreal Canadiens last night, but they're True. playing really good. They dominated. You know, they were down 3 nothing. They didn't let that phase them. They came back and won 5-3 against our Maple mm -hmm. Leafs. So I'm yeah. going to continue well, uh, continue with them on this road trip. Avalanche money line for my first pick. I'm also going to go uh, Rangers money line against the Seattle Kraken. I know I took the Kraken against the Penguins. Didn't pan out. No, I like uh, it. But I Kraken like it. is on a back-to-back -back on the road as well. Tough spot. Uh, yeah, Joey Decord played against – Joey Decord played great against the Penguins. They lost 3 nothing, but uh, backups going in there. Drieger, so Rangers money line again. Lock of the night, though. Jets, Islanders under 6.5. Connor Hellebuck, Sorokin, whoever's in net, they're going to put it on an absolute show. Hey, then why don't I just kick off my second pick, which is that same one, Islanders, Winnipeg, under. Uh, looking at the numbers a little bit, Steel, which I thought I had ready, which I do. Uh, the last time these two teams played, the Islanders actually shut them out last year at the end of last season, which is, you know, take it for a grain of salt. But when you look into the overall head-to-head -head numbers, six of the last nine have gone under the total. Sorokin, Hellebuck. Winnipeg a little banged up. I'm loving that under. That's all I need to say. Lock of the night, though. Arizona at Calgary. I just want to show a little bit of love for the Calgary Flames' ability to be that team that the <laughs> second I think they're going to go on a prolonged losing streak, they actually burn me. And look, Ottawa, Arizona, okay, Vegas is struggling. That's three straight wins. Markstrom back, healthy, looking pretty good. I can't help but feel that he knows he is going to be on the move steal and he is playing like it. That's not something you can really predict, but that's just something I wanted to bring up. And lastly, something you can read into Calgary eight, one and one in their last 10 against Arizona. And right now at home money line, which is my lock of the night minus minus one seventy. to me, this should be minus 200 or more. Give me the flames on the money line to keep it rolling because there's something to be said about players who, have been talked about literally Hannafin, Tanev. Uh, I know Nizadorov got traded and Markstrom Steele. These guys have been on that trade bait board since October. And Lindholm so, as well. There you go. So maybe there's something to be said about if the writing's on the wall, why not play yourself into a really good situation? Yeah. Which I think is what's happening. Buying into it, Steel, drinking the Kool-Aid Flames money line, lock of the night. Love the Flames money line against the Arizona Coyotes. I know it hasn't been the toughest matchup opponents, but three-game winning streak at home against these Coyotes. I'll take that any day of the week. Why not? Yeah. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, check out, go check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. They're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Day on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow.
Let's go, Buffalo.